All right. Praise God. Well, hello, everyone. I've missed you. <laughs> wow. Well, as, as you all know, I've been on a 90-day sabbatical, and uh, there is less of me. <laughs> and so, um, but I just want to personally say thank you for the sabbatical rest for myself and my family. And uh, I'll probably get emotional today, so I brought this. So, um, God is good. Can I have an amen on that? And God is extremely faithful, and I appreciated the song that the uh, worship team did right there at the, the end and uh, about God's faithfulness, because He has truly been faithful. Can I have an amen on that? Well, today I'm going to just kind of share just briefly about the last 90 days of my life and, uh, and what God has been doing and uh, what He's been I'm going to leak. <laughs> Golly. What he's been yanking out of me. Karen's going to share as well today. But I want to first start with how I addressed my family. When I was the biggest loser, I'm so sorry. I want to repent publicly for not taking care of the temple that is so precious to God. And I know it's precious to you guys. You've expressed your love to me. But I, I just want to say thank you, but I also want to repent publicly. Um, and that's really been the journey that I've been on is a journey of deliverance and freedom. And so for 90 days, you guys gave me the freedom <clears throat> to spend time with the Lord, my family, and the biggest loser. And uh, I've shed 44 pounds so far. And that's, a, that's just a 60-yard dash. <laughs> because I've got a lot more to go. And with God's power and his strength, I'm a mean, lean, fighting machine. And fat, it melts off of me. In Jesus' name. So uh, the road is still not finished. I've just started. And so I have a lo lovely wife who has uh, just been a rock. And really where I want to... This is where it's going to get emotional for me. Because I have a wife that has been faithful to pray for me. For the last 15 years, <clears throat> I've been way overweight. And uh, she's tried everything in the book <laughs> uh, to get my attention and to do, uh, try to help me. And uh, But here's what I, I'm going to get real vulnerable with you guys. If you don't mind, you guys mind me getting vulnerable with you. <clears throat> This is a letter I wrote my wife after being at the Biggest Loser for a week. And so at Biggest Loser, just so you guys know, uh, of course, I'm getting ahead of myself, but that's okay. We'll go wherever <laughs> wherever I go. Um, but at the Biggest Loser, there's 45 to 55 people there trying to lose weight. It's a beautiful resort in Niagara, New York. And so I had been there a week, 
and uh, Sunday is your day of rest, and by golly, after a week, you need a day of rest because you're exercising five to six hours a day, six days a week. And uh, after the first week, I was in pain. Because <laughs> one thing you don't know about me, maybe, I, my wife knows it well, when I start something, I go after it, and I, I, I don't let up. I, I really do work hard. I have a hard work ethic, and uh, it may, you may not see that part of me. But uh, So when I hit the exercise gym, I was hitting the exercise gym, and I had blisters, and I was in pain. My back was hurting. Every part of my body was hurting, <laughs> and it was screaming very, very loud. So this is on Sunday after I'd had a whole week of... Well, I'll just tell you this. On day three, I said, what in the world have I done? <laughs> day three, I didn't know if I was going to make it. Day three, I was like, I have two, two and a half, three weeks left of this. What, am I, what have I done? <laughs> but at any rate, this is, because uh, where I want to go with this and what I'm sharing today is, let me just start with the letter. So this is to Karen on July 10th, after I had been there a week. Surprise, it's me. It is Sunday afternoon, and I had some free time to tell you. I wish I could control this, but I can't. Sorry. Guys are, have better luck than I do. I had time to tell you how much I love you and appreciate you as my wife and best friend. Here's where I want to start. I first want to say, I'm so sorry. For allowing food to control me. I have not taken good care of my temple. And I know at times I have scared you. I repent. And I apologize. Please forgive me. I desire to be healthy for you and for the children, for the Lord, and now more importantly for myself. I have been so consumed by the pleasure of food, and that is changing. I want to thank you for your unselfish love, your patience, your long-suffering, your discipline, and encouragement over the years. You have tried so many ways to help me, but you kept loving me all the same. Thank you for all the healthy choices and research you have done to make our food choices better. Thank you for having a lifestyle of exercise. You have been such an amazing example for our children for years. I pray they get that and that they will live that. I will be healthy for our precious grandchildren that God will give us someday. I will be able to play with them at Aylan Lake and swim with them and 
And swim with them. Don't those look pretty good? <laughs> They're a little colorful. And swim with them. And two, behind the boat, I will be able to tie my shoes with dignity. For those who are fat, you know what I'm talking about. Tie my shoes with dignity. By the way, I can do that now. Not have to have an extension belt when I go on a plane when we go back to Grand Cayman someday. If you're not fat and don't have to wear an extension belt, you don't know what I'm talking about. But no longer do I have to do that. I will be able to breathe at the top of mom and dad's hill. If you haven't ever been in my mom and dad's subdivision, there's a hill there that we walk. And by the time I'd get up to that thing, I would be going, <laughs> just walking. Well, I did it four times on Saturday, and I did just fine. Or Friday. Okay. I'm going to explain. <laughs> I'm going to pass that comment right there. <laughs> Maybe I have greater wisdom since I've been gone. Who knows? I will one day jog again and play basketball at the YMCA. I will take walks with you without complaining or having excuses. I will listen to you and allow you to help me. I will be a healthier husband for you. There are many things I could write, uh, I could write of what I will do. But one thing I will do, not do, this is where I'm going to get real vulnerable, because vulnerable, I hit it well, I will not go back to 389 pounds. I was 11 pounds away from 400. I hit it. <laughs> and to be honest with you, I went to the doctor this spring for a sinus infection, and I about freaked out when he weighed me. I have to go to a grain elevator to get weighed. <laughs> not anymore. I will not go back to 389 pounds. I am still, I'm 371 at this writing, and I will be breaking the 300 mark in six to nine months. I am ashamed I was 11 pounds away from 400. No more, no way. I told no one. I ask you to keep this letter to remind me if I get weak. If you see me getting weak, pull this out and remind me that I asked you to do it. And then read it out loud to me. God is so good and so patient. You remind me of him, sweetie. You have been, so, you have been the best wife. You're beautiful inside and outside. You capture my attention and still make my heart skip a beat. I long to be with you and miss you so much. I have two more weeks at Biggest Losers Camp. I can do this. I will work harder this week and get stronger. I will see you the 1st of August at beautiful Ayland Lake. I cannot wait to see you, hug you, kiss you, and hold you. I am praying for your leg to heal rapidly. Praise the Lord, he did heal that. I am praying for Abe's health. I am praying for Joel, Rebecca, Jared, Brandy as well. Please give the kids my love and a great big hug. I love and miss seeing them so much. I am so proud of our children. I talk about all four of you to everyone I meet at Biggest Loser. I am a blessed man.
your love, hubby. Well, the reason I read that is um, there's something different in my heart that hasn't been there before, and it's brokenness, it's repentance, it's godly sorrow. The Bible says that godly sorrow leads to repentance, and repentance does its full work in you to clear yourself. And so there's this journey that I've been on of allowing the Lord to break me and to convict me where conviction was. Before, it was Eric's power. Yes, I lost 10 pounds before I went to Biggest Loser. I lost 24 while I was there, and I've lost 10 since then to total the 44. Um, but before, it was always my strength and rather than God's power through repentance. You realize there's a grace. We're in a season of deliverance. I said that before I left. We're in a season of deliverance. The grace of the Lord is on us in this hour to make difficult things in his strength, power, it makes it easier. Now, I'm not saying Biggest Loser was easy by any stretch of the imagination. It was very difficult, and it's as difficult as you make it. The trainers and the equippers there, they basically allow you to do whatever you want. There are people, here's, whenever I walked, dude, my walk was like this for five miles. There are some people that walk like this on the five-mile hike that they put you on. When you're lifting weights, there's people that are putting a five-pound dumbbell on instead of a 20 or a 30 or a 50 or whatever they can do. There, it's, it's whatever your pace or whatever you want to do. But, you, but you're there exercising every day. This was the month of July. So July, I didn't get closer to the Lord. I didn't. I came to my room, and I collapsed. I couldn't read the Bible. All I could do was quote Hebrews 12, 11. I constantly quoted Hebrews 12, 11. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. In time, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. And I kept reminding myself, discipline, discipline. And there's so much of this that it, it, it correlates with the Spirit how we discipline ourselves in the word, how we discipline ourselves in prayer, how we discipline ourselves in being around God's people, how we discipline our schedules, how we discipline giving God time in our life. And all of us have jobs, every one of us. You, you can't exercise for five to six hours a day in normal life. So the, the weight is not coming off as fast because of that, because you, you have to have life, right? But the journey that I've been on has been a journey of God breaking a hard heart. I was in rebellion, and many people tried to help me. Many people would say, I feel led, brother, to exercise with you. <laughs> I'm glad you do, because I don't. <laughs> Let me help you. Anybody ever felt that in their, in their life? You don't want to let anybody help you? Just leave me alone? Yeah, yeah, or walk with Christ. But at any rate, the journey that I've been on, in the month of June, I went on a fishing trip with my dad, which was really good for a week. 
But the month of June was basically a blur, to be honest with you. I worked on my emotions and my, uh, my will, uh, getting prepared to go to Biggest Loser. I began to uh, go through some RTF. One of the things that RTF has taught me is we have a lot of stinking thinking, don't we? We have a lot of false belief systems and things we believe about ourselves. But I do believe that the Lord has systematically, if I wouldn't have went to RTF in March that prepared me for this, I don't think that I would have been able to do the biggest loser thing uh, because it actually prepared and got rid of some junk up here in order to help me um, get the freedom that I needed at Biggest Loser. Um, I had a lot of things written down. I'm going to let my wife come up and share a few things, and I'm going to share some more after she gets done. But if you guys would just welcome my beautiful wife of 30 years. She didn't know I was going to do it that soon, did you? Wow, you're a high-tech girl. Facebook doesn't seem high-tech there. One of the things that I want to say is never quit praying. Never quit praying. This girl prayed for me for 15 years. Never quit praying. Okay. I really want to do this without crying, so I'm going to try really, really hard. Um, but first of all, I want to let my husband know. I know I've told him a million times over, but how proud I am of you. <laughs> but I am so proud of him because I know this has been the hardest thing he's ever had to do. And, um, anyways, um, so three words that the Lord highlighted to me about Eric was honor and honor and honor. Three times. Um, Eric honors the Lord. Eric honors his family. And Eric honors the people of God. Our pastor, our friend, our mentor, my husband, a father, a son, an uncle, a grandchild, or whatever Eric is to you, is a man who submits himself to God, to his church, and to his family. I have seen a man for the last 30 years, but more in the last 15 years, submit himself more to the Lord and to the voice of the Holy Spirit. He has been a humble, obedient, and faithful man. Eric has overcome some intense and difficult things in his life, but this is the one area of his life that has been the most difficult to surrender. There are so many things that have led up to his obesity, and I'll call it that. But in reality, all those things were just excuses. But I want to go back in time for a minute and then work my way towards today. Um, we've been happily and joyfully married for 30 years. And in those 30 years, um, we have, man, get the blur out. We have joked about his weight gain from, yeah, you're overweight or um, you're fluffy. That was one of our other, I'm not fat, I'm fluffy, <laughs> we like to used to say. Um, 
or you're heavy, but we never use the word obese um, because that seems so harsh. And, um, but in reality, it was the truth. Every year, it was a few pounds here and a few pounds there. And some years, he would lose weight, but he'd always gain it back, and then he'd gain some. I was always trying to help him and have tried to set a good example by eating right and having a lifestyle of exercise myself. And I know those things have been effective to a degree, but the one and only thing that has been most effective has been the prayers. There have been times of hope and times when hope seemed to be tossed to the wind. So fast forward to this spring when you guys all made it possible for Eric and I to go to RTF. Eric was ready for deliverance in this one area of his life, along with other things, too, as well. But I think this was really kind of a real big priority for him. He went to RTF ready to receive, and he did. But there was more to come that we didn't even realize. Jehovah Sneaky, he's always sneaking around doing things that we have no idea. And, and again, like he said, how he went to RTF was, was uh, preparing him for the biggest loser. And little did we know. Um, so the next step was truly the most difficult, and that was to attend the Biggest Loser Camp in Niagara, New York for a month. I was beginning to see hope again, and my prayers becoming a reality. I was so excited for Eric to go and knew that God was up to some good things. After all, he is a good, good, faithful father. Um... I did not realize how physically difficult it was going to be for Eric. And he called the first couple of days really struggling as to whether he could really do this or not. Sorry, I'm kind of reiterating some things he already said. but um, However, the camp people, myself, and all your kind cards encouraged him to keep pressing on and to fight the good fight and not give up. Easier said than done. But Eric did. He honored the Lord and he honored the commitment that you all made to have a healthier pastor. He worked so hard and persevered through five days, six, or five hours a day, six days a week, and then he would even do extra. There were Sundays that he would call and say, well, I decided to walk a little bit today. So even on a Sunday when he's supposed to be resting, he would still take a walk because he wanted to honor what you guys had done for him and provided for him. Um, after week one, not only was there a physical difference, but Eric was now taking ownership of his health and learning how to eat real healthy foods. Now he's educating me. There's another component to this healthy lifestyle, and it is exercise. He now realizes that in order to be healthy, one must have add regular daily exercise. And now I have my best friend exercising with me. Something that I've wanted for 15, 20 years. So I want to encourage any of you that want to lose 10 pounds, 100 pounds, or you want to overcome any area in your life that you want deliverance, addiction, whatever it is, God can help you. There's people in this church that can help you. We Go to Michelle. If you have something going on in your life, see her. There is, there's help for you. God is wanting to see 
if we will manage every area of our lives, including his temple, which is our bodies. And how well are we going to do it on this side of heaven? If we can manage what he gives us here, then he will have us managing much in heaven. This life is just a dress rehearsal preparing us for the big production day. God will give us each the grace and the strength every day to surrender those most difficult areas of our life. So Eric, I'm super proud of you, and I look forward to grandchildren someday, and yes, going back to Grand Cayman <laughs> and swimming in the lake and just having a healthier husband. So thank you to all of you who made it possible. Amen. Are you sure you're done, baby? First John 5.16 says this, If anyone sees his brother commit a sin that does not lead to death, he should pray, and God will give him life. I refer to those whose sin does not lead to death. There is a sin that leads to death. I'm not saying that he should pray about that. All wrongdoing is sin, and there is sin that does not lead to death reason I wanted to read that scripture this morning is I really believe my wife stood in prayer as I was sinning. As I was not obeying the Lord when it came to my temple and my health. And many times what we try to do is when we see our brothers and sisters in sin, and I appreciate I know many people were here praying for me. I know many people were worried about me and my health. I'm really, I, I had a checkup Thursday, and uh, I, I've never been to the doctor. It's always been the med checks and all that kind of stuff, and, and uh, blood pressure was great. I mean, they did some blood work, which I haven't gotten back and all that stuff. They do. But uh, when he saw my blood pressure, he goes, I, I can't believe your blood pressure's that good and uh, I really want to say thank you Jesus because I've abused it my body long enough to where I should have many many problems to be honest with you but the Lord is amazing in his love he's amazing in his grace he gives us time to repent he gives us time his kindness leads us to repentance and his grace we don't get what we deserve we really don't. We do not get what we deserve. But God in his amazing love and his compassion, he has extended grace to me when it comes to my physical health. And I'm very thankful for it. I don't have sugar diabetes. I don't have pancreas problems. I don't have, I don't have a lot of that kind of stuff that I could possibly have, and I'm very thankful to the Lord. That's just pure mercy is all I can say. Pure mercy and grace. And... Um, but I just, I really want to encourage today as, as we're talking, I could go through, I'm sure many of you even have questions about the biggest loser. I mean, I met people from England. I met par people from Paraguay. I met people from Sweden. I mean, there are people from all kinds of nations coming to the biggest loser.
camp to lose weight. And, uh, and they're all in many different shapes and sizes. I had one guy or one lady, she was in a scooter. She could not, um, I mean, she could not walk more than three or four feet. She had to hold on to something. She was probably 500 pounds. And, you know, her exercises looked different than mine. You know, she was just using her arms. I mean, she was getting on a bike and barely pedaling. And all of us are at different levels. My wife, I still have a hard time keeping up with her. My gosh, when we, when we go out to do five miles, it's like, would you slow down just a little bit and let me catch up with you? She's further along the road than I am, you know, and she has to actually slow down for me. I, uh, she will be chasing me one day, but that's not, that's not right now. And so, uh, but it, her, those little legs of hers move per doggone quick. And, um, but the, the journey is that we're all, we all have an area we need deliverance. Every one of us in this room, there's an area where you struggle. There's an area where God needs to break in and break your heart and bring godly sorrow. Because I promise you, whether it's an addiction, whether it's sexual, whether it's chemical, whatever it is, whether it's weight like it was me, you do not have the power in your own strength to conquer it. It comes through the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of God in him breaking your heart and moving in on the inside. And no amount of nagging from a wife, no amount of pressure from people, will change you. It is only God. It is the power of the Holy Spirit that changes us. And I am thankful that all the things that God used to get my attention, all the things that he began to as we were going through this thing as a church where God is bringing deliverance and freedom to us, he began to push more and put more pressure on me to get free. And I will say, I told Karen this morning to somebody else, I'm not completely free yet. I am not completely free. I am really close because why? I'm submitting my will to the will of God. And as I do, I'm taking authority over the enemy, over my life. And it's getting, it's getting easier and it's getting, I'm getting stronger in that area. But the enemy still tries to come in like a flood. He still tries to tempt me with some of the most favorite foods. But I'm telling you, God is good. Can I have an amen on that? God is amazing. So the sabbatical, from a spiritual standpoint, I told you in July, I could not even read the Word of God hardly because I was, I, would, I was going to bed at 7, 38 o'clock every night. You're up at 6, that biggest loser. You're stretching at 6. You're eating breakfast at 7. You're exercising by 8. You're doing a five-mile hike from 8 to 10. And then you go to a class and you learn how to eat and how you should, and all the good things that you should be doing. And then you go back and you exercise from uh, one to, to three. Then you have a break and then you exercise from three to five. I mean, it's, it's constant. And so when I would get home, I would just like, wow. Karen would want to Skype and I'd say, I'm going to bed. I was, I was wiped out. And then came August. August was amazing because we are very blessed and our family has a lake cottage up in Canada at Aylan Lake. And so this is my time where I really got my time with the Lord. 
and I really was really refreshed, and I got some good sleep, and uh, I was able to uh, really get alone with the Lord. And so I'm going to be teaching a series here coming up really, really soon on the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Ghost. And, uh, and so I'm really excited about that. You know, in our mission statement, it talks about how we believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. And so we're going to talk about that in a, in a series that I'm going to do. And I'm sure they've already been talking about it as well as I've been gone as we go through our mission statement. But the Holy Spirit is, is something that uh, I've probably neglected in some ways uh, preaching about as much as I should have. And so we're, I'm going to hit that and some other things. But Aylan Lake, I, I must say this. Um, um, I wished everybody had an Aylan Lake. I know Jesus had a garden. Jesus had a lake. He had a mountain that he went to. All of us need a place of retreat, a place where we, we collect our thoughts and we get alone with the Lord. And that, that place can be, many times it's been Memorial Park for me, many times it's been Westwood Park. Um, there's always a place that you can go to get alone with God. Find your place where you can get alone with God. Can I have an amen on that? Find your place with the Spirit of God. But August was a time with my family. Um, I will say this, that whenever um, I, got, I got to Canada about three or four days before my family got there, and so, you know, I haven't seen my family for a month. And so I'm really anxiously awaiting them. I've got the cabin open. I've got all the stuff done. And, and uh, so finally the van pulls up, you know. And you, mind you, I'm down 34 pounds now, and I'm anxious for them to see this bead lead fight machine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so the van pulls in, and, and they jump out of the car, and we're hugging and kissing, and course if you guys know my son Abraham he is what we would classify as uh, oh he's precious he is, he is passionate he is uh, very passionate and that guy just man he jumps out of the van grabs me and just starts bawling his eyes out he, he won't let go of me he keeps saying dad I'm so proud of you I'm so proud of you you look so different and so for, what, half hour, this, I mean, he's all over me. I'm crying, hugging me, crying, hugging me, crying, hugging me. And, of course, I had to give Karen a big kiss because it had been a month. And I don't know, you guys have, have been away from your wife a month. That's, that's pretty tough. And uh, so, but it, we got to spend two weeks with the kids up there. And my mom and dad were there. Her mom was there. And um, the, whole, the whole sabbatical, I tried to not minister to people. But, man, they are attracted to me like flies. <laughs> I tried when I was the biggest loser. I cannot tell you how many people I counseled through depression. <laughs> I can't tell you how many people about alcoholism. and I mean, I was RTFing people all, all the time. <laughs> I tried to put a sign on me that said, I'm not a preacher. <laughs> I told no one. I told no one I was a pastor. Dude, when you tell people you're a pastor, it's like. And so this one lady who, um, she was really struggling. She's probably about 60 years old. Her name's Linda. And so she was just depressed, frustrated. And I kept telling her, you know what? God has a purpose for your life. God has a purpose for you. Well, I hope I can figure it out. Because, man, I'm, I, she has no husband, no children, makes a lot of money, has a great position and job. And just miserable. 
and I kept telling her, man, God's got a purpose. And she was, she was a veteran. She goes to Biggest Loser every year. Every year. She goes there every year. I mean, it's amazing. The number of people I met there, they go once a year just as a checkup, and they go for a week. And so she was one of those. So when I get there, I'm greenhorn, and I come in there, and I go, what's next? What do we got to do next? Okay, we got to go this. Now we're going to this. And I, okay, so she kept me going everywhere I needed to go. And so at the end of her stay, she, um, I, I say, well, email me, so that way I've got your email. And I didn't even think about it. And so she emails me. She comes up next, or it's her last day. She goes, you didn't tell me you were a pastor. Because <laughs> on my email it said, hey, I'm sorry I'm on sabbatical. So she got my auto reply. So on my auto reply it said, hey, sorry I'm gone for the summer for sabbatical. If you need to call Pastor Tom, Mike, uh, you know, Alger, call, you know, whatever. And she goes, she goes, you didn't tell me. Now I know why I wanted to hang out with you. <laughs> and I said, well, I didn't tell you because I didn't think you'd let me in. And I said, so now you've let me in. And so now she's continuing to email me. And she goes, I'm starting to figure it out, Eric. I'm starting to figure it out. Yeah, so met some really good people at Biggest Loser, and uh, even though I tried not to. One thing I have found out about myself, I am much more a loner than you guys think I am. I like exercising by myself. People would want to exercise with me, and I would do it, And but they like to talk. I cannot multitask when I'm exercising. <laughs> Karen was talking to me. We were walking the other day, and we were huffing and puffing, and she, goes to talk, she asked a question. I said, honey, quit talking. <laughs> I said, I can't do two things at once. I said, I barely breathe. <laughs> but um, so I, I'm probably needing to incorporate um, more people into my life <laughs> when it comes to that kind of stuff. So bear with me and be patient with me as I'm on that journey. So is there any questions? I know this is crazy opening it up, but does anybody have any questions about my sabbatical or about Biggest Loser or anything that I've been through that I haven't covered? Because I've one of the reasons I wanted to share today was to kind of tell it right here a little bit instead of telling it 150 different times you know and so I, I know I haven't been real detailed with it but is there any questions that anybody has about the journey that I've been on uh, while we're here not to s yeah my new favorite tofu is pretty good no not tofu hummus excuse me hummus I really like hummus yeah some of the things that I learned, too, was uh, thank God for Chris Hansen in the sound booth. I took off. One, one of the things that I've really learned is I've got to pre-plan. And you, you don't live without a plan. And so um, one of the things they taught us is, you know, when you eat at breakfast at 7 and then you do your snack, there's a snack at 10. Well, you, they do cashews, almonds. They let us have um, boiled eggs. But it's amazing when you have that snack at 10 and one at 2.30, I don't get hungry. I don't, I don't have the cravings. I don't come to the table like a ravaged wolf. Well, most of the time. <laughs> so, so a lot of those cravings are just gone, but, but that's, that answers your question. But they can, you can have all the vegetables you want. The Daniel plan that we're doing, I'm really excited about. Uh, for those who have signed up for it, I don't know where you went with that, Christy, but we won't want to know right now. <laughs> oh, okay. 
but I, I'm really excited that Susan has spearheaded the Daniel plan because Karen has, I, I'm getting ready to start the book, but Karen read the book while we were on vacation. She goes, Eric, this is everything you're saying about Biggest Losers. So what we're doing in the Daniel plan on Wednesday nights, if, you, if you've signed up, I guess 50-some people signed up for it, and we've, we're down to 40. And I want to say, no, don't do that. Let's, if you've signed up and you've backed away from it, get, get back involved in the Daniel plan on Wednesday. It's about getting healthy and eating right. Wednesday nights at 630, is that right? Yeah. And so this is all part of it. I really see that the Lord's wanting to even use this in our community uh, to where we lead the way in getting healthier. And so I want to encourage you to jump on board and get healthier. Does that make sense? Any other questions? I know this is a different preaching style. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Partay. Food was party, have fun, pleasure. It was all about pleasure and it's not has nothing to do it, it is fuel food is fuel <laughs> fuel for the body that's all it is and if you don't get, put good fuel in it it's not going to produce good results and so it's eating food is fuel and so uh, I look at it differently even though I'm still getting my mind renewed in the process yeah Anybody else? Yeah, Rob. Yep. Yep. June was focused on my mind, my will, and my emotions. July was focused on my health and my physical, my, my body. And my August was focused on my spirit. And so June and July really became physical. The, more than, than even the mind, the will, and the emotions because it ran right in together. My mind, my will, and my emotions were so jacked in the area of the food and everything else that June and July were really almost all one and the same for me and getting freedom in those, in those areas. And so really the RTF book, I went through the RTF book and I went through every area of, of, of headings that they had and I literally walked through that in the month of June. And then in July it was just a physical exhaustion i mean literally guys i i i just i w i didn't realize how bad sh out of shape i was i mean i played basketball in high school and tennis and I, they ran the daylights out of us then but uh, i didn't realize how bad a shape i was in you know so it was physically very demanding the, the biggest loser but uh, does that help and then august was spiritual renewal and that was the time with where i really was my time in the morning with the Lord and off and on through the day and reading. I tried to go a different direction in my reading plan, but the Lord kept taking me back to the Holy Spirit. He kept taking me back to the Holy Spirit. He kept, I've, d I've done so much Bible study and word on, on the Holy Spirit and, and incorporating the Holy Spirit in my life more. It was just, so that's, July was all about, or August was all about the Holy Spirit. I tried to read two different books. And I kept setting them down, and I kept just going to my Bible program and my laptop, and I just kept reading and studying the Holy Ghost and all about the Spirit of God. And 
I, I just couldn't get out of it. It was good. It was rich. It was amazing. And uh, I would try to read the book, and I I just put the book down. I think there's one book Alex gave me. I only got to chapter two. I just I just I I couldn't do it. So that's what August was all about. So yeah, Christy. Oh, that's, uh, that's a huge question, Christy. The Holy Spirit, what I see different about the Holy Spirit is um, He is the initiator behind everything. He is the one, and I say He, He is, um, in Him we live and move and have our being. And so, whether it's coming to Christ, whether it's the power to have perseverance and strength, it all comes through the, 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 the Holy Spirit is what has been given by Christ to us to give us the power to walk in this life victoriously, freely, and in and, and power and anointing. And so the very thing that of preaching and declaring the good news all comes through the Holy Spirit. And so it's just a, a greater awareness of how much um, the Holy Spirit is, is needed in our lives. So... I don't know if that helps you. So, um, the conviction on this path. <laughs> when I went to the doctor and he weighed me in at 389, I'm telling you, that was like a two by four hitting me in the head. I was 11 pounds away from 400. That freaked me out. I didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell Karen. I didn't tell anybody. I was so ashamed of that number. Everybody has a number. If I ever reach this, you know, I mean, everybody's got a number. They even tell you that, the biggest loser. But when I saw that, and uh, I don't know because most scales don't go over 300 pounds. Do you guys realize that? Most scales don't go over 300. I couldn't even go to the Y. Well, I knew I was over 350 because the Y the thing goes to 350. So I knew I, knew I was over that. Uh, you know, 351, 352. <laughs> I was giving myself some credit. I was wearing this blouse. I, I quit wearing jeans. I don't know if you guys noticed, but I had these black sweats I wore all the time because, man, I couldn't get in these jeans. I put those jeans on this morning. I put a pair of jeans on this morning. I said, Karen, come here and look. Dude, she could have fit in them with me. <laughs> it's that, you know, that, that the before and after thing, man. I said, look at this, man. I said, I pulled them things out. I said, I can see all the way down. <laughs> it, where they were huge. I was like, I used to wear those. And yeah, I know 44 pounds is not much for you. I can tell a huge difference. I was hiding it, man. I was doing everything I could do to hide it. So, yeah, anything else? Oh, hi, Bob. Everybody say hi to Bob. Yeah. Passport story. <laughs> so I went on this fishing trip with my dad. Now, you got to realize I go to Canada every year for vacation, so passport's no big deal. Well, I didn't look at the date on the passport, so we go to Canada on this fi week-long fishing trip with my dad and a couple of his buddies. And uh, we uh, get there at the line and say, sir, your, your passport's 
expired. I said, what are you talking about? He said, no, it's, it's expired. you got to be kidding me. And so it was expired. He let me in. We went to the fishing trip. But he said, I hope they let you back in. So I call Karen. I said, man, oh, man, is there, see, see what you can do. Who do I need to talk to? I'm really concerned about getting back into the States. And uh, Karen called. And you, you, huh? Sandy called somebody, too. You want to tell that part of the story? But at any rate, they had me scared that I wasn't going to get in. So I was like, we're going to pray. We're going to pray for favor. And we're just going to ask the Lord to bless this. And so we, we, uh, we come back from the fishing trip, and we get to the border. And he, I, cho- I chose to drive because I'd be the one talking about my passport. So the guy didn't even notice it, didn't even see it, man. He was like, didn't even see it. Got through, quickest trip through the border I've ever had. I was like, man, this is good news. Thank you. But on Monday, I was in Chicago getting a new passport. Because <laughs> I was leaving in a week to go to The Biggest Loser. And so I had just a few days to get my passport renewed. And so I got it renewed. And and then I have another passport story. You guys ever go to the border? It's fun. But So uh, we go. Um, we're coming home. This from Canada, me, Karen, and her mother in the van or in the truck, and we're coming back, and um, we go through the border, and they go, uh, sir, your passport, who's Eric? I said, I'm Eric. He said, uh, your passport is, um, what do you call it? Invalid. I said, well, I've just been to Chicago. I've spent $175 to get my passport, and this is on the way back, so I've already went through the border once. I'm coming back. I said, you got to be kidding. He said, sir, they don't allow us to joke about that kind of stuff. okay sorry <laughs> and so uh i'd forgotten to sign my passport and your your signature so he said would you please sign your passport right away so yeah so yeah there's a lot of passport it's it's interesting so we've had some confiscated materials at the pass at the border i had three pine trees taken from me and all kinds of stuff through the years they're they're interesting anybody else have any other questions Hope I haven't bored you too much. It's good to be home. It's good to be back in the house of God. I will say this: I miss our worship. Um, I didn't. I only had three church services in ninety days because I only had one I could go to in June. And when I was at the Biggest Loser, there wasn't a church to be found anywhere. You're out in the middle of Nowhereville. In uh, in the in you're not really in Niagara. You're 35, 40 minutes away from Niagara. And uh, it's called um, Java Center is the name of the town. But it's a lot like Spiceland maybe, or a little smaller than Spiceland. But it's a retreat center that's out in the middle of nowhere with lakes and woods and beautiful. But so, um, And then the church services at Aylan Lake are a little more traditional and not as moving when it comes to the things of the spirit so i definitely missed our worship and our time with you guys so amen <coughs> so i know that's not really a message i just kind of wanted to give a a general overview of our our 90 days i again want to thank all the cards i bet i got 25 or 30 cards from you guys at biggest loser i tell you what i was the envied one of the bunch 
Now, what they do is at, at dinner time, you go to dinner, and then the person at the desk, she'd come and give me cards. And one of the first ones was Alexis. She gave, she sent me a card that was really sweet, hun, by the way. And um, a bunch of you guys did. So they would come and they'd put these cards. You got mail again? <laughs> yeah. Nobody sends us mail. You must be really loved. <laughs> and so there for a whole week it was just like every day there were where there were cards of encouragement and scriptures and confessions and all kinds of things that really helped me push through the journey and uh, so really if anybody is interested in biggest loser uh going there um i highly recommend it for two weeks not one uh you get there the first week and you just get oriented to the life and then you really learn a lot about your health your body and there's some things I learned that I had no clue uh, about your physical body and, and what it needs and what it doesn't need. So we're just taught what we're, we're given at home. I, I eat the way my mom and dad ate. Anybody else? And uh, the way they ate is definitely not healthy. But I still like bacon grease. Anybody else? <laughs> But uh, I eat nitrate-free bacon, turkey bacon now, and stuff like that, and lots of yogurt, and lots of wonderful vegetables. <laughs> vegetables are your, your best friend. Amen. So any other questions before we close for the day? Yeah, Tom. Well, number one, if you have a soul for dinner, please don't make it pizza. <laughs> uh, healthy options. Um, you know, I, I, I think um, the issue is prayer. The biggest thing is um, the prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And prayer and, and even participating with me, you know, in the journey of health. The more people we can get committed to a lifestyle of healthiness spiritually and physically, the healthier we're going to be as a church and as a lighthouse in this community. And, and the Bible does say that physical health is of some value. I, I don't want to overemphasize it, but for years we've underemphasized it. And so, um, and everybody's health is, is different and everybody's responsible for their own health. We don't need health Nazis. We, we don't need people floating around, whoop, don't eat that. And, I mean, that, that's not the culture that we want to create by any stretch. Uh, but we do want a culture uh, where um, we're giving healthier opportunities. That if we're going to have junk food and donuts, that's not bad. But, hey, let's put some other options as we as a church uh, move forward, that we have other healthier options, you know, in, in the journey. Pardon? Yeah, well, that's one of the things that Biggest Losers, they say it's the 80-20 rule. 80% of the time eat healthy, and if you eat like 20%, so it's not that you can't have a bad meal. I mean, when we went and seen Joel up at college, you know, we went to one of those, uh, what do they call those? What's that restaurant called? No. They cook it in front of you. Hibachi Grill. Man, I could not think of it. And I had fried rice. I had shrimp. You know, and I had too much, you know, and it tastes really good. <laughs> and that pleasure meter started going. 
and 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 there's no, you know that's going to happen. You, you're going to have your twenty percent, but it's it's the case case of eating that not eating that way all the time. So, anybody else? Great. Thank you for your support. Thank you for supporting this church and this house. Um, and I just uh, thank you. You know, uh, in some ways, I know Tom felt this way as as well. Sometimes, in some ways, I almost felt guilty for taking ninety days off because it's like, who in the world gets ninety days off? You know, and uh, and I know maybe even some of you may not understand it. You know, why why is he doing it? But um, for the health of myself and my family, I can say a big thank you. Thank you. I'm a different man today than I was 90 days ago. I'm a different man. I, I'm in a different place, and I feel physically better, but I also feel spiritually better that I can lead better and that I can take us where we need to go. Amen. Amen. Pardon? You know, Chad, I'm a powerful man of God, and I think I underestimate myself. And... Um, I'm not going to be bashful about who I am, you know, and and I have the power of God inside of me, and so I, uh, people may not understand or comprehend where you're coming from, but we are going to move ahead in the purposes and the plans that God has for us here, but um, I I have a lot more faith too, you know, I, I, I will say I was beat up before I went to Biggest Loser, I really... I didn't have faith to believe that I could lose the kind of weight that I needed to lose. I felt defeated, and, uh, and that's gone. <laughs> and so I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Amen? Amen. So just again, thank you guys, and uh, um, I'm really excited about the days ahead. And keep praying for me, and hopefully you'll see a gradual melting away uh, of more as as we do this uh, I was pleasantly surprised when I went to the doctor Thursday and I was 10 pounds lighter more so that was that was really exciting so I called Karen and she starts crying she goes yes so we're we're, we're heading in the right direction and thank you appreciate you guys so let's stand up and we'll pray and uh, I pray you have a blessed day today. I pray that God uh, would sanctify your eating as you go to lunch. <laughs> Please, no pressure from me. Only, you know, again, follow the Holy Spirit and what he's doing in your life. Amen. So, Father, we thank you for today. Lord, I thank you for the last 90 days. I thank you for this church. That means so much to Karen and I. I thank you, God, for the faithfulness of the people. I pray today, God, that you would just encourage them in their own journey of freedom today. That, God, you have us on a journey of deliverance and freedom. And so, Father, I thank you that we are going to take our freedom serious. And I thank you, God, that you give us the power to overcome the world. And so, Lord, we love you, we praise you, we just say thank you, God. And I just pray your blessing over the people today as they leave. God, would you refresh them and encourage them in Jesus' mighty name.